Well, hello there, ladies and gents. Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I have, I don't even know how many times he's been on here. Danny Vega is in the house yet again. And we just have a conversation. Like, he's one of my best friends. We haven't talked in a while. And this was more or less just a catch-up call for ourselves. We figured we'd turn it into a podcast. And that's exactly what we did. We talked about the virus. We talked about the riots. We talked about mindset. We talked about nutrition. We talked about eating more fibrous foods and veggies. We talked about a little bit of everything, and that's how it should be. Every time we catch up, it's just a it's just a candid conversation, just total bro time hanging out, uh, but always some good information spread, and I think you'll enjoy the topics we touched on. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this catch-up call with my bro, Danny Vega. live danny how are you man good to be with you brother I'm, I'm doing so much better i mean i feel like the last couple of weeks even with everything going on around us personally speaking um things things have gone much better than they did a few months back yeah it's it's kind of crazy times right now man i mean the whole covid thing for one but then all this crazy like just everything's crazy the the keto communities upside down because all the conferences are canceled the bodybuilding community is upside down because all the competitions are canceled you know and then all this rioting and just it's just a weird time we're living in bro we really are man i mean there's so much going on like uh one thing that i've noticed with with everything between the the coronavirus and and even this going on is like people shouldn't be surprised when someone else shows them like a side that you didn't see it really doesn't mean that the person changed. You know, these these times, I think they reveal more who we are. They don't really change who we are, per se. Um, and, and so what I've noticed and I'm grateful for is that my intuition is stronger than I thought it was. Like, my intuition has always told me that, you know, you're going to be one of my best friends for my life, the rest of my life. You know, my intuition has always told me about other people that throughout this process you know have 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 been there and and just supportive and like at the same time there's people that i thought i knew that that are you know different than i thought mm -hmm. um and i think that's that's probably a good thing that's a it's i feel like it's better to know where people stand than to just always be like you know friends with everybody and it, it just there's too many different opinions and some people can't get over different opinions and 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 if that's the case, then let's just move on, you know? Totally agree, man. Like, I've always thought that, you know, trying times like this, like you said, reveal the people, reveal reveal the inner person to, you know, the out, outside world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to put on a mask and kind of, like, just go through the motions when everything's, you know, hunky-dory and fine and dandy. But when, when times are tough, like, that's, that's when you figure out what you're made of. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we're back in 2017 when you were coaching me and, uh, <laughs> and I was, I was having like a temper tantrum and you were just cracking up about it. Cause you were like this, I'm like, why are you laughing? You're like, man, cause this is so good. This is, this is where growth happens, you know, like, and, and I'm a person that, you know, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut about things I care about. Um, and, and so a time like this is going to make people see more of me and they're probably going to be like, ah, I signed, I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and and I'm cool with that, man. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. 
Well, you and I, we, we were, I guess the last time we talked was when we did that joint podcast with Adam. Um, but you and I haven't really talked face-to-face in quite some time because everything's been, you know, canceled. All the meetings that we had scheduled and booked up to be at together, you know, got swept out from under us. So I've, I've discovered that when we do a podcast, it's more or less just a catch-up call than anything. Yeah. Which is nice because it gives us a chance to catch up, but then it more often than not turns into a conversation other people would, you know, like to be a fly on the wall of, so to speak. So, how are you doing, man? <laughs> Bro, uh, I I feel the same way. Like we we haven't seen each other since January. That's a crime. We would have seen each other by now, like three or four more times. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm doing well, man. I I personally like from a business standpoint, I have um two funnels that that are currently being created one for uh Maura's pro a, a program that Maura has and we're going to bundle that up with some other stuff some like a, a video library with a bunch of stuff and then another funnel for myself that I'm going to be taking for you know just my carnivore keto cut but combining it with a bunch of stuff I have my buddy Frank who's just a whiz at funnels and um you know recouping some of the income I lost, you know, I, I told you that I lost like my two biggest, um, consulting relationships that I had two companies that were paying me, like kind of keeping me on retainer to do things for them, promotional stuff, marketing stuff, um, Mm -hmm. help find other like-minded people like myself that would, that would join them. Um, so I, I've, I've basically been working on getting a few new sponsorships. So Santa Cruz medicinals being one of them, um, we just love them. We've been using their stuff forever. So we got that going. What, what and, is that? Is that like a, like CBD? Yeah, the CBD. I, and I'm, I'm thinking back to the time, like last, uh, March, April, when we were in Denver and, you know, you, you had told me that you were trying CBD and it didn't work. And then, you know, back then I didn't know what I know now. And, and now I'm like, man, maybe if Robert tries something that's that's actually has the dosage because all of these cbd companies for example like they'll give you like a bottle that has like 500 milligrams in it total yeah and and if you look at the research like um i forget what it is i think it's it ends up being let's say i'm just spitballing here but i think it's anywhere from like 0.3 to 0.5 grams per kilogram so for example, for me, that would mean 300 milligrams a day of CBD would be the dosage that would get me any of the benefits that we talk about when we're talking about CBD. And like you and I back then, if we were just not not knowing what we know now, probably taking like 40 milligrams and then saying, of course it doesn't do anything because it doesn't. Because like THC, for example, you take in 10 to 20 milligrams of THC, you're gonna feel something. Yeah. But and, but CBD, like it's, it's much different. So I, I like that because, you know, we get to talk about that and, and, um, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety, inflammation, all of that stuff. So th- that's basically it. And then of course, you know, that we got that other business that we started that is now becoming a reality. And we got our first, um, fitness retreat in August and it's, it's becoming a reality now. And I just, um, got off the phone before our call i got off the phone with the female transformation contest winner from this year Mm -hmm. um amber morgan she she lost 14 pounds but dude like if you see her her pictures 
you know, she said she only lost 2% body fat, but there had to be a bigger swing in body composition because if you just see like her waist and her legs, it's so much bigger than, than what you see on the scale. And I was able to, like I said, um, buy her ticket to this, this, uh, trip that we're doing. And that just feels really good to, to have the first time I'm able to do that because before it was like, we round up a bunch of our favorite, you know, sponsors and companies that we work with, they put stuff into a box and we give it to the winner. But this was the first time where I actually get to book her trip for her and she's going by herself, which makes it so much less complicated because, you know, I could just book her trip and um, she's going to, she's got four kids at home. She's going to get some alone time and she's, and she's, she's earned this for herself. So that's been super rewarding and super cool, man, to build something. Um, look, just being productive and building things nowadays, right now, um, is a really good feeling because it takes your mind off of everything else. And because I tend to be that guy who, who um, my tendency is to like, I want to know what's going on. You know, I, I want to keep it. And it's so unproductive, man. Like I, I remember losing like two weeks almost of, of productivity you know, in the middle of that lockdown and what did it get me besides like worse sleep, you know, anger, frustration, online fights. Like it's just, it was just a dark time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. Like a lot of people are just, I mean, they're not working right now. So they're just at home, you know, scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or watching the news and they're just, it's just a constant, you know, flood of negative energy and like I, by design, have no TV. I do not watch the news. <laughs> um, I I deleted every Instagram account that I was following that did not add value to my life. So that when I do scroll through my feed, it's it's only positive, good stuff. Um, and I've tried to just totally remove that stuff. Like I, I'm not even really well versed in what's going on right now because I can't make an impact on a lot of it. And if I can't make an impact, then it's not really worth my brain cells to focus on. How how long did it take you to uh to do that to like to because I I've been wanting to do that for a long time man but it's you know there's so many people that I follow that are like may have been clients of mine or just people that that follow me and have supported me for so many years and I want to follow them but then at the same time like I feel like I miss out on what you're talking about that awesome content because you know the algorithms and everything I don't get to. To see them so I, I i would like to know how long did that take you to, to do that little cleanup it honestly didn't take me that long like you spent i mean if you think about the amount of time you would save by not being bogged down by that you just reallocate you know just a, a fraction of that time to actually cleaning out the the feeds and whatnot then then you're good to go man like you make up for that time in in no time um and like i, I don't want to ever be you know playing the whole ignorance is bliss card and just you know stick my head in the sand because I don't feel like that is a responsible thing to do either but if I can't make an actionable impact if I cannot change something tangible then then it's it's not really the best use of my time because I somebody actually sent me a DM the other day uh, they were like how do you stay motivated and energized and I didn't know who this person was it went to like my uh, requested DMs and Instagram and I responded back simply because I know I'm going to die. <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> um, and I mean, as, as morbid as that sounds, it's the truth. I mean, why would I spend my time 
like so many people ask me how I get all this stuff done in a day, and it's simply a result of only doing the things that that move me one step closer to the end goal. If I'm just you know pissing away hours and hours watching Netflix or scrolling through negative you know feed on Instagram, it's like what do I have to show for that? Like if I cannot go to bed at night having something to show for that day's time, then it was a waste of a day. Yeah, man, that 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 is very true. And like, you know, ah, man, it's so true. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I hate the fact that like I've been beating that drum ever since. I mean, I, I was working on personal development before, but obviously you introduced me to the obstacles the way. And then I went down the whole rabbit hole of stoicism. And, and it really after like just a few months of, of reading and, and practicing it, it definitely changed me. And then, of course, meditation took it to a different level. But then I just felt like, man, I'm really not practicing what I preach right now. Like, I'm always talking about that. Like, don't focus on the outcome. Focus on what you can do. Don't focus on what's going on around you. And I took my eye off of that, like I said, for realistically, uh, right around two weeks. And I was just like, buried in all this stuff just Mm -hmm. like all the way in it and then it's amazing because if you want to do that the world makes it so easy for you to do it oh yeah you can keep clicking on another youtube video you can keep you know seeing the things you want to see and you could keep getting angrier and keep learning more and and like you said i don't want to be ignorant but like i've been very very happy for the last almost 10 years not being involved with politics at all, mm-hmm. you know, and then now all of a sudden I'm involved in politics because everything is made political. Like if someone breaks their ankle, it's like, you know, either either the Democrats did something about it or our president did something to, to make them break their ankle. And like I said, you, you, you have that option to get stuck in that all the time and stay there. And like, it's so hard, but you get out of that and that really stuck out to me even though there's plenty of stuff that i do that doesn't generate revenue but the the message of it was it hit me because there's a lot of stuff that i could be you know cutting out that i just decided like new habits that i built that are completely worthless useless um and you talk about how you you're if you don't have you can't make too much of an impact why even bother? It's true. Because if like, if we look at it and we boil it down, a lot of this stuff is really just going to be, what's your opinion, you know? And then, you know, you're, what are you going to do? You you really think you're going to change people's opinions? Like, no. Totally. When I, um, so after my, my competition prep was over and I was kind of transitioning into the reverse diet phase, I had planned on just getting all this stuff done and I didn't get near as much done as I had hoped to because I was just like, I don't know, it's weird, man. Like you come out of a, a competition prep and it's like you, you're not really in the zone yet from a business product productivity standpoint. Like you're having to recover mentally and physically and emotionally and like you just have to kind of return to baseline. So there were several weeks where I had planned on getting things done, but I didn't get near as much done as I had hoped. But I don't feel like that was a waste of time because – there's there's like for me personally i have this bad habit of never you know taking time to to pause and reflect on the success that i did just experience like i'm always on to the next thing on to the next goal so i kind of took that time to 
be reflective of what I'd just done and actually appreciate it for what it is. And then now I can go into the next thing with just a, a firmer baseline. But there, there's so many instances where people are, are so fixated on what everybody else is doing around them that they not only never get to experience what it's like to, to do something truly great themselves, but then they never get that period of reflection. They never get that period of like goal setting and striving towards something bigger than what they had just accomplished. If you spend all your time fixating on everything around you and not internally focusing on what you can do to get better, you you truly are half-assing life. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because like I, I like how you said half-assing life, but but in reality, the results are not linear. Like you half-assing life doesn't mean you get half the results. It can be exponentially worse. Oh yeah. If you do life fully, you're gonna get the full results. If you do life half-assed, you probably get a one tenth of the result. Yeah, and it's got a compounding effect on all those around you as well. I mean, when I'm in the zone and I'm like in my flow state and I'm, I'm making moves, like that energy transcends what I'm doing and is is carried over into like my wife, Crystal every member of our crew here at keto brick like they feel that energy they're able to you know impart their own energy towards things like it's 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 infectious in a good way or a bad way depending on what you're putting out you know it totally is man it totally is like i um i respect you know people like you i have my friend travis like you know if you you bring something up and and you know they'll say yeah man that sucks but they they'll just keep going to the next thing and they'll they'll, they'll they won't dwell on it and like Whereas myself, my tendency is to, I, I, it's like, it's almost like if I'm being honest, it's like from my actions, you know, someone looking at it from the outside, it's like, you want to be mad right now because you have to actually manufacture that anger and frustration. You have to keep thinking of things that'll piss you off to stay pissed off. Yeah. Like it, it's not just like, oh, I can't help it. I'm angry. No, that's not true you know? And, um, because of that, if we just focus on what's positive, if you go back to gratitude, you think clearer, you know, you're just so much more productive and you get back to that doing and man, it's, it feels really, really good. Every part of the process feels good. Like the, the, the idea now that I'm going to do a, I just started a cut. Um, and I, I have to thank people like you, I have to thank Logan, you know, watching Logan do what he just did. I have to thank, you know, Trevor and what you guys have done together for me to be like, you know what? Yeah, obviously, yes, you guys all got shredded. And I love that. But we, we can all get shredded at any time. But there's something that everyone around us can see. And it's a really good feeling to see someone do that because it inspires you. Like, like I'm thinking of every night, you know, I'm thinking of like just it's one just a night doing the the sticking to the program so you get the the the, the benefit of writing the goals you know you get the benefit of of working hard every single day you get the benefit of seeing your progress inspiring others and if you know you if you have a big ego like me which i always got to keep in check <laughs> it feels good to for people to be like look at look at how well you're doing thank you for inspiring me and Thank you for putting this out today. I really needed this. I wouldn't have been able to be in the right space to write something like what I wrote this morning when it was heavy on my heart, just thinking about, you know, the 
the, the you know George Floyd being killed and then the riots and then all of that. I wouldn't have been in that space if I was just all caught up in my feelings. Yeah, totally, man. Like you have to like my most insightful moments would be after doing something very hard and then going for a run and then just walking and meditating and then finding that place of peace and stillness. And then when you find that place of peace and stillness, like your degree of creativity and just general understanding of life and how all the pieces fit together and where you fit in the middle of it all makes so much more sense. Like you just have this clarity. And then when you write something, when you say something, when you put out a piece of content instead of consume, it's coming from a place of pure a purity and your intentions are good and you can make that post with confidence and know that regardless of what people assume the meaning is or regardless of what their opinion of the meaning is, you know that you put it forth with the right intentions, with the right message, and you can, you know, rest easy knowing that you're not trying to create negativity. Yeah. That's that's like it goes back to like just controlling what you can control, you know? And and now now I'm in that zone, you know, I'm in that space. I'm um um I'm doing what I gotta do every day from a nutrition standpoint. We can talk about that if you want. Um I am um training hard. I, I got to unfortunately, man, I freaking think I strained like a ligament in my left lower back mm-hmm. um on Thursday night because I I I was doing uh, these rowing workouts that I wrote, wrote for myself because I want to, um, it was supposed to be this Saturday, our 50,000 meter row. We're going to be doing, um, a 50,000 meter row for charity. Like I did in 2017. Um, and I was keeping up with my rowing workouts while adding my lifting back in last week. And so I was one rowing workout behind and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do three work rowing workouts today. And then on the third one, it was like at seven 30 at night. And, um, I was on my fourth interval. And since I always make goals for myself on, on these rowing workouts, whether it's, um, maintaining a specific stroke rate or getting faster on every set, that was the the case that Thursday where I was like, I always like to go faster every set. Um, and so on that fourth set, I was pulling the, we pulling on the, on the chain hard on that first pull so I can get the wheel going. So that once the time starts, I'll, I'll be like at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and since my spine was kind of a little bit in flexion when I pulled, I was like, Ugh! you know, and I did one of those. And um, and I think I strained my left lower back, uh, like maybe a ligament there. I'm, I'm actually after we get off, I'm going to uh, to the chiropractor to get adjusted and to get a massage. Um, but, you know, I'm going to have to put that back a week. That's fine. But, you know, between that getting back in the gym, um, following my, my schedule. Like I, I put all these things in place when I finally said enough is enough. I got back to my regular schedule. I got back to religiously following my morning, my morning routine, following my perfect day script, you know, that I wake up every morning. I, I, you know, I put time blocks in, I I decide how I'm going to spend my time, man, at the end of the week, whether or not I added new clients or sold something like I can lay my head on the pillow and be like, oh, I did what I said I was going to do. And there's no better feeling than that, because you know how it is, man. Like, let's go back to 2017. You know, you were you were building. You saw the vision, mm-hmm. the vision. I mean, you, you knew where you were going to be like where you are right now. There was no doubt in your mind. But 
from a financial standpoint, you weren't there, but you worked on it and you built it, yeah. you know, and when you build something, there's no guaranteed salary. There's no like, you know, well, 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 he's building it. So we, we should give him some money now because, you know, <laughs> he needs money, you know, no, that's just not how it works. And so when you think of it that way, it just, it just feels so much better, man. And, 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 and no matter what, every everything's going to be okay. You're not going to be on the street. You're not going to just from one day to the next be homeless, you know? Yeah, totally. Especially if it's built with a solid foundation. Like if it's built on the right principles, the right morals, the right values, and you just chip away at it day by day by day, and you build an audience and a support system that is, is there for a deeper meaning than just the superficial surface level stuff, then, I mean, that's, that's where your job security comes, and that's where, that's where your foundation is laid. Yeah, man. Yep. So, so dive into the nutrition, man. Like, what are you doing uh, with that? Like, let's flesh out this routine a little bit. Okay. So this is, this is, I'm trying something new here. Surprise me trying something new. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I'm trying new things out. And listen, I have so many things that I've learned and I, and I, I don't think I could look back on any of them and be like, oh, that was a total dud. Even if it was a total dud, at the very least, I'm like, you know, kind of the whole idea behind Edison and like whatever, 10,000, however many times it took him to get the the right formula to, you know, to, to create the light bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I said to myself is like, let me start by from a caloric standpoint, where would I want to be at the end to where I think like that would be probably what I would be eating as far as calories for a... Um, for a bodybuilding show. And I was like, you know what? I think that for me to end up at 1900 calories a day, um, at the end, my last week of prep, that that's pretty realistic, you know, like that that it would probably have to get that low. Mm -hmm. Um, you shoot when, when, when we were, uh, working together, I don't even think maybe we got down to like 2300. Um, and so we had the calories, still pretty high, you know, like, I, like we've talked about this, my protein got all the way down to 65, but I want to say my fat was still maybe 160, 170, who knows at, at the very end. Right. Um, and so I was like, this time around, I want to, I want to do this to where I really get down and I, and I really, you know, challenge myself from a hunger standpoint, because that's, that's my old, my biggest problem is like, you know, Oh, I'm too much of a baby to to lower calories more. And then I just whine and all that. So I'm like, you know what? I I think that's something that I need to work on. So um, I started with that. And then I, and then I said, how many weeks out am I? And I basically added 50 calories a week until I got to the starting point. And that put me at starting at 2,600. So that's already like pretty low as a starting point where I was eating you know, there was a long time there that I was eating probably like 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. Um, I wasn't tracking, but more or less like, you, you, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, we know too much to not know. Um, when we, when we serve ourselves something like, Oh, noted 12 ounces, you know, noted probably, probably a pound, you know? Um, and so that, that had me there. So, um, as far as macros, this is the part that, I, I honestly, I don't know if it's going to offer me the precision that I need to see the results that I want, but I'm going to try it anyways. And I was like, if I just, um, 
you know, work with Evolve Meals. So I got Evolve Meals sending me 15 meals a week. So I eat three of those a day. And then the rest of the calories I make up for with, you know, adding eggs or adding ground beef or, or, or just most of the time, just it's, it's going to just be adding some more meat to mm-hmm. it to, to hit my macros. And that tends to fall um, with the cal- with the fat or not the fat, the carbs being anywhere from 30 to 50 grams a day because, you know, these evolved meals, they'll, they'll come with broccoli. They'll come with, um, you know, low sugar fruit and vegetables, like low carb vegetables and, um, they're fibrous. So that's okay. And, you know, it is kind of nice to be eating more of a, a ketogenic style diet than, than, you know, a carnivore, strict carnivore. And I'm just going to just stick with meat the whole time. Um, so I have that variety, but like what I'm doing is I'm having the same three meals every day for five days a week. So I basically got five of one meal, five of another meal and five of another meal. And, um, and then the rest of it is being filled in with my coffee and whatever meat that I make. Now the curveball is that I was supposed to get a box of meals on Thursday and and it never came. Oh, so you have to like scramble to make something up now. Basically, I'm out a week of meals and I have to wait, wait until this Thursday. So what I did was I, I bought a bunch of produce. I food prepped for the first time on Sunday. I spent like three or four hours food prepping between um, cooking steaks, cooking um, uh, pulled pork. I basically did a pork butt. A bunch of vegetables, organic vegetables. I did some sweet potatoes. I did um, mostly like broccoli and and other green vegetables, and um, and that's what I'm doing this week. Like pretty much eating the same thing every day this week and trying to simulate what I had with the Evolve meals, mm-hmm. and then just cutting out 50 calories every week. And then on the weekends, um, since the calories started low, uh, I'm gonna have a weekly fat refeed on Sundays and, and that ends up being 3,100 calories. Um, so it's not the typical refeed. It's, it's basically like 125% versus like the typical 130, 133% of my calories. And that's going to be on Sundays. And then on Saturdays, I'll pretty much just hit my caloric needs, but pretty much just do it carnivore. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I probably will keep the the caloric refeeds at 3,100 even when my calories go down unless I, I need to restrict, in which case I'll probably do 120% of that week's macros versus because, you know, the, the 3,100 is, is like 120% of this week's calories, you know? Right, right. So, so, so that's pretty much the plan, man. So how many weeks are you doing this total then? Um, it's going to be by the end of it, it's, it's like 13 and a half weeks. So it's, it's just a little bit over, um, three months. Gotcha. And you have like a goal body fat percentage or something like that. You know, the body fat thing, um, look right now, my biggest challenge is I want to, I want to hit a certain body weight and I know that's like not the best way to look at it, but I can tell you that my body's very comfortable right around 225 pounds like i've i've been anywhere from 220 to 235 for the past three years Mm -hmm. and so for me 
if I can get under 215, that's my main goal. I, I, I don't know why I just, instead of body fat, like obviously it's important to test body fat. So I know that I'm not losing muscle and I'll, I'll probably do that, but I can just tell you, man, there's certain things. I was just talking to a friend of mine who decided to hire me as a coach and we hadn't spoken in years. Like he was talking about, he's 53. He he's, um, this guy's a specimen. Like we, we, we used to get our, our, our testosterone checked and I was like probably 32, 33. And he was like 40 something and he had higher testosterone than me. <laughs> he's just like, he's, he's a, a, a specimen, you know? Um, and he was talking about how, you know, I want to, of course, I want to get, you know, slimmer in the waist, but more importantly, I want to just feel better. I want to feel, you know, just healthier and, and, um, and the mental clarity and all that stuff. And for me, that's important. But I also know that when I, when I'm lighter, I just know this, I notice this every time I, I hit like right around two thirty, my back starts to hurt. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a matter of, of body weight period. Now, maybe if I was my body weight with like 3% body fat, you know, maybe that would be different, but I just, just, you know, specifically with body weight, I just feel like when I'm, when I'm that heavy, I, my back starts to hurt more. Yeah. It's, it's totally tangible with like a certain weight for each person. Like you've got your homeostatic set point, so to speak. I mean, right now I'm pretty much, you know, rounding out my reverse diet and I'm right at 174, 175. And I can maintain this weight pretty much effortlessly. Like I don't know what my body fat percentage is, probably like 10. But like that is my set point. I can maintain that weight at that body fat like without even trying. And yours, you know, probably around that 225 mark. You have to really try and, you know, work to break past that. Um, and then, you know, depending on what your goals are afterwards, like you'll probably do a reverse diet of some sort and probably wind up oh, definitely. being back at that similar weight, but hopefully from a better conditioning standpoint than you are now. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that I'll also be adding is like on either next week or the week after, I think next week I'm going to add um, three days of like a longer walk after dinner, like mm -hmm. a, maybe like a 30 to 40 minute walk. And then um, after that, keep those three days and then I'll add um, one to two like Tabata sessions a week, like literally four minutes and that's it. Yeah. That's having some like simple baseline cardio is, is key, man. Like I, I am not a runner by any means, but every single day I go for like a run and it's about 1.3 to 1.7 miles. Like that's what I, see I do that. <laughs> every single day. Um, and I'm not trying to like go faster. I'm not trying to like do anything different i just do that like as a baseline but that's when i listen to my podcast that's when i listen to my audiobooks and it it gives me like a grasp as to okay how's my recovery how's my my stamina how's my cardiovascular health like it just keeps it gives you like a constant pulse and i think having some tangible form of cardio that you do on a regular basis is is important for that very reason oh yeah man like i i i think i do a lot more cardio than than a lot of people do. And I don't do it to stay lean. Like it, I'm sure it helps, but like for me getting on the rower, um, and, and then I have all these different types of workouts. Sometimes I'll do a longer piece, like a 15, 20 minute or 30 minute piece. And it's just about flow state. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll do fast intervals. Sometimes I'll do slower intervals. Sometimes I'll do stroke rate training. And, um, I just love 
taking some time every day to do that. And when I do it, like always having a goal while I do it. So it, it makes it kind of so repetitive and meditative, you know, where, where I'm like, okay, I'm literally looking at the screen the whole time because I want to stay at 22 strokes per minute. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just love that because my freaking mind, and I know you're the same. Um, my mind always wants to go 5 million places and my mind is always trying to kill me. You know, my mind's always trying to tell me like what I got to do next. And, and uh, why are you on this rower? Well, you know, you know, what, who do you owe money to? Like, what do you, you know, <laughs> what do you have to pay for? What bills are coming up? What, what do you have to do the rest of this day? Like the, the, my mind just keeps trying to hit me with that. And then using that as my, as my way to shut my mind off from all of that, it's a mental health thing. You know, I do, one of the things I, I added um, during this uh, lockdown was I obviously knew that I had to, to, to create a new schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I added these morning walks, which are pretty much the same thing uh, that you're doing with your runs, even though I'm not running. Like I'll, I'll walk anywhere from like 30 to 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm listening. The same thing. That's when I'm listening to my podcasts, my um, my my um, audio books and stuff. And, you know, that two weeks that I was talking about, you know, I, I had already changed my schedule. And what, what ended up happening is that two weeks I was playing YouTube videos the whole time about conspiracy theories and about, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, back up, Danny, like you wanted to read 50 books this year. How is this helping? Yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> I've, so uh, it's just keeping that perspective. Absolutely, man. That's so key. Like you got to have some way to disconnect and give yourself some some clarity so you're not just like fixating on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I've introduced something into my routine. It's not a daily routine, but I've introduced something lately that is just has it honestly been a game changer for me. Like it's hard to think about anything else when you're out there doing that. And that is sailing. I've been sailing <laughs> I almost saw, I every saw that. weekend. That's awesome. I freaking love it, man. Like my my folks have been into it for a while now. And my brother and I bought their old sailboat and We've just been going out there. Like I've, I, I went out there yesterday, and uh, like it's, it's, you're out there, and there's no motor running, so it's just like the sound of the water hitting the boat, and you're propelled by wind. If it's windy, you, you go faster. You have more to do. If it's not windy, you can just kind of be out there on the water and be more reflective. But you can't fixate on every other crazy little thing detail going on in your life when you're out there sailing. Like it's the perfect, peaceful, serene environment. So it's. You have to come with me next time. Next time you're in the area, man, it's, it's pretty cool. Are you Are you guys? Um, is this like in in um, your area where you live, like in the in the Little Rock area, or do you have to go closer to the farm? No. So this is um, there's a lake between my folks' house and the compound here. It's like I don't know, probably forty minutes away from the compound. Um, but yeah, there's a there's just a lake. It's called Lake Momill. It's like a ten acre or ten mile lake. And we have a our sailboat in a slip, and we just go out there and, you know, go out, man. So you just you basically say, hey, you call your brother up and you say, hey, you know, you want to sail today, and you just you guys go out on the boat and, and just sail. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How how long are you out there? Uh, so yesterday I went out there at like eleven thirty, and I was sailing until probably like five p.m. Oh, that's amazing. 
but I mean, it's it's so cool, man. Like you 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 don't really go fast. I mean, you're not really going anywhere fast. Uh, and if there's no wind, then you're just kind of stuck out in the water. So you have to just be at peace with that, you know. Um, yeah. There's no internet signal, so you're not trying to work. But when you get a good, you know, good solid wind coming in, I mean, you get that thing tipping way over, and it's just freaking awesome, man. Like it's just you feel like a rock star. Like I'll play some Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack and be <laughs> I out there, and it's like it's just too. epic. <laughs> yeah, man. My gosh, like it's like it's so amazing how the older and older I get, like the more I realize how simple it is to be happy. Yeah. It's it's funny because it's not it's not about money. It's not about things. Like I look at my life and there's definitely I mean, you have to have a certain baseline ideally. Like I, I've been incredibly broke before in my life and I was not happy there because I was just constantly fixating on the next bill, the next uh, you know, responsibility that I had to pay for. And, and that's very stressful. It's hard to be happy when you're just totally overwhelmed with stress. But once you're making, you know, a certain amount to, to cover all your basic needs and you don't have to worry about, like living below your means is a huge step in the right direction because then you're not going to self-manufacture all these unnecessary responsibilities. But then having this minimalistic outlook towards the things that you own as well, that removes a ton of stress and weight. And then it really all just becomes a matter of, okay, what am I doing that adds more value than I'm taking? What am I doing that gives my life a sense of purpose and fulfillment? And then when you figure that out, and I feel very blessed to have figured that out, then it's like I'm I'm so incredibly happy right now. Like there's des- definitely stressful times. There's definitely periods where I'm just like freaking out, and I probably don't seem happy, but I could literally die today and die with a smile on my face knowing that I wouldn't have done anything different. Like I like the life I'm living. I love how I'm living it. I'm just happy. I'm I'm truly eternally happy. Bro, I'm in the same place. Like I would say for me, you know, I, I my biggest fear is dying before the boys turn 18. Like that's that's what always gets me. And, and I tell Maura and then Maura's like, well, if they die before 18, before before they turn if you die before they turn 18, then you know they're going to be okay. I mean, you know, you know how, what our beliefs are. So we have to believe that, that it happened for a reason and that, and that they're going to be equipped for it, even though it's, it would tear them apart. Um, And the thought of me not being there for them tears me apart. But other than that, if I'm doing what I set out to do, which is the beauty of like, you know, this whole thing where I quit, you know, a quarter million dollar a year job, to do this in the first place was because it gave me purpose mm-hmm. and, and, and screw the money. Like, yeah, money gives you options. And, um, and like you said, there's a minimum amount that you need to, to get out of that lower level of like the hierarchy of needs where you got, you know, food and shelters taken care of and you don't have to worry about it. But then really at that point, the only thing that can, that can pull you down like, like, like for me, the only thing that's been able to pull me down, it's never been, yeah, I was angry about, you know, losing these, these, you know, uh, this money that was coming in every month. And, and I was, I was angry about, you know, all of these things that are out of my control. And, and more importantly, kind of, I was angry about, about them because I felt like they, they may not have been necessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but w- when I really got angry was when, I started to care what people were thinking about me. 
and I started to see that like, you know, I've probably lost like, you know, a thousand followers between the whole ordeal with KetoCon. And then after that, the whole ordeal with, you know, speaking up um, just for what I believe in and, and, um, and, and, and just trying to get people to look at that virus situation, the way I see it, just look, I just, I just want you to see what I see and maybe, you know, come to your own decision. But what really pissed me off was when people didn't agree with me <laughs> and, and when people like, you know, thought differently of me because, because of what I believed and, and, you know, that people should realize that that the trap. Yeah. It's just a big old trap that's going to get you nothing but wasted time, uh, no productivity or lowered productivity. You're not going to get better. You're not going to get closer to anything you want to do unless somehow what you're trying to do is directly related to that. Um, and if you are, then you're just a special type of person because that's not me. I'm not going to, I don't want to get involved. I don't, I don't want to think that I can change the world. I could just, I could just change myself. You know, I could just live the life that I want to live and, and not worry about anybody else. And that's when the peace come, you know, the pieces come back. And then of course, when, when we got the gym back, you know, I got my wife back because Mauro was the worst depression that I've seen her in, in a long time. And then, you know, for people to tell her that the gym at home is just fine and, you know, you can do, it's not, that the gym is look if if we were in an apocalypse and you know the gyms were torched and all we had to do is work out at home i get it you know but then when we when we realize that we don't drink we don't really do anything for the most part that's going to cause us to escape from feelings and our are our best tool for addressing our feelings and for for feeling better you know healthier is is training especially for my wife who's you know we're with these kids all the time but now that with the lockdown we were with them more because we homeschool yeah but you know they have three hours a day at the gym they have you know one day a week you know that's like four hours of 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 steam you know uh, science technology engineering art math desmond had chess club you know they had jujitsu every afternoon like we had these times where we could recharge mm -hmm. and for Mauda, it's so important because even if i'm home and i'm and i'm you know actively participating more with the kids because we're all stuck at home she still tends to shoulder most of that load so you know to see to get her back it's been it's been so amazing man because i mean you know things it seems like this year is just getting more and more challenging <laughs> and it's good to have every single tool that we can use to to address it and to stay mentally healthy so we can show up as parents and as as spouses um and just be better all around totally man like i i feel very blessed because i have my gym here at the compound that i've used and have had access to this entire time i can't imagine what i would have been like if i didn't have a gym because uh, that's that is my my source of meditation right there and if i didn't have that if that was stripped from me like it was for so many other people i probably would have gone crazy yeah i mean and and you know a lot of people you know for them a lot of for a lot of people it's it's also their business you know and then people you know lost their businesses and you know i can't imagine i saw it just broke my heart man like it was just this during these riots you know there was uh this um this this black man who was probably like in his sixties and I would just love to hear the story of 
how he survived through the lockdown. Because, yeah, we got like government assistance, but a lot of people didn't qualify for that. People didn't have people on payroll, so they couldn't qualify for the, the business side of stuff. And for him to come back and, you know, have his business opened up again and then lose his business because out of all the people who are voicing their frustration and rightly so over what happened and then to have, you know, some bad apples come in and and torch the store and, and clear out the cash registers and steal the equipment in there and to see this guy just crying, man, just like so frustrated and so angry and he's like how does this help me you know that that's hard man a lot of people like for 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 people to 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 have their their livelihoods taken away is really really hard for them man it's it's a really hard thing and it's one of the one of the realities that i was just trying to point out during the lockdown you know like as adults there's always going to be risk in anything that you do like if i get into my car i can get into a car accident like and as long as it's something that that doesn't pose even close to the risk that it does, that 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 the benefit it gives, you know, allow me to make that decision for myself because taking that away from me takes away, you know, basically one of my main reasons for living. Yeah, totally agree, man. There, there's been several instances during this whole lockdown and all the riots now where where things have been put into place that have kind of and it's it's kind of a shade of gray, man. Like it's unconstitutional in ways, but is it all done with the right intentions in mind? Like it's hard to know what the reality is because there's just no black and white right now. And a lot of people are frustrated by that, you know, rightfully so. But you really just have to double down on who you are and what what you stand for and then never waver from that. Like so many people are just misstepping and faltering right now because times are hard because there's confusion in the air it's like you you have to know who you are to be able to make it through this with any kind of clarity yep and hopefully like you know some people they watch some netflix they got it they got it out of their system i talked with a friend who said i spent the whole week last week watching netflix and you know i personally can't understand that <laughs> yeah uh i just like I think to myself, I remember on Mother's Day, um, I, I did what I had to do in the morning and then there really wasn't nothing for me to do. And so I sat down and I watched TV for like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it felt good that day, but I mean, I didn't have anything to show for it at the, when it was done. But even then, like, I felt like, man, I just wasted so much time. I mean, yeah, it was planned. I did it. But like to, to let a whole week go by, let's go back to what you said. Like, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then like string those together and just think to yourself, like, how many times have I done that? How many times have I escaped into the TV or or, um, you know, the liquor stores were open. So people were drinking more. You know, they, they, there's all these things that that if we're not aware, they can eat you up. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Like, I, I wrote about this in my newsletter a couple of weeks back, but uh, Crystal and I were watching this Netflix uh, series, and we got through, like, several episodes, and we, we were doing it kind of, like, as a way to just relax and unwind at night. And I noticed that I would start thinking about what is what, what's the next show going to be like? What, what's going to happen in this whole plot storyline? And I would be thinking about this stuff, when I should have been thinking about 
my own stuff. And it's like, here I am wasting my time thinking about a Netflix TV show that has no no hold on reality, and I'm just wasting my time. So I discontinued that and made a valiant effort to like actually connect with my wife in the evenings, and that has been so much more fulfilling, so much more productive, and I don't have to like second guess if I'm wasting my time. And it's like, it's just I just know that that's the right decision. Now, that's not to say that every once in a while you can't make it a point to relax and disconnect and, and kind of like watch a show or two, but you can't let it consume you. No, man. And and like, I think because of the habits that are ingrained, so deeply ingrained into people that they're, you know, for example, like, I know you don't have a TV. I have a TV, but I don't have cable. You know, I don't, um, there's no TV on during the days. Um, you know, at night we'll watch like an hour of something, like maybe we'll watch the flash together or we'll watch something educational or whatever documentary that I think is good. Or when we watch into the West together, cause on your one. recommendation, that was freaking awesome. Um, but like, because of these habits, people are, they're so ingrained into, into like people's routines that of course it's going to feel painful and uncomfortable to, to say all of a sudden, let's let's read some books like let's take turns reading out loud like i'll read one night mauda will read one night you know or let's play games but man i can tell you every single time you know just from doing that you sleep better you're more fulfilled and your brain at the beginning because your brain is such an addict to like the dopamine hits that you're getting from the flashing images and the the sounds and the colors and everything your brain's going to be like, oh, that's going to hurt. That's not going to be fun. Let's just go. Let's just do the easy thing. All you really got to do is turn on the TV and shut up. Um, it's going to be hard at first, but think of the opposite. Like, let's say you do die tomorrow and you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what did I do every day for the past five years? Well, from Monday to Friday, I worked my nine to five job. I had no choice in that, you know, because I, you know, that's what I did. And, you know, you and I will agree that 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 doesn't have to be the choice. You could do your own thing, but I get it. That's hard. But then like at night you you ate dinner and you watch TV every single night. Like, is that how is that the story you want written about your life? I would hope the answer is no. I just don't (laughs) think so. Yeah, totally, man. That's a that's a that's a good way to put it. You have to like actively think that way or else it's just going to slip by you. What uh, I, I need to get you out of here, man. We we got to do a hunting trip soon. <laughs> well, you know, Desmond told me yesterday, bro. Uh, Desmond was like, "Papi, can I go with you once?" So I'm gonna put that in your ear. It doesn't have to be this time, but sometime in the next year or so, I wanna I wanna bring either both of the boys. Realistically, it would probably be better to only bring Desmond because Dean's too young. But uh, then it's like. If I don't bring Dean, oh my gosh, I better have like the perfect week planned for him um, so that he feels good. Because if not, he's just going to be jealous and I don't want to hurt him. Um, But maybe it's like, you you know, you got to earn that trip. You got to be a certain age and you got to be at a certain stage um, to go. But yeah, Desmond actually brought it up the other day, you know, about he wanted to join. But, you know, whether it's me alone or or you know bring the boys once you know at one of those times i would you know i'm ready for the for the farm man because we haven't when we went to the last time we went to the farm is was it really yes it was last march april when we went with anthony 
Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Something like that. It was. It's been a year, probably. Yeah, because then you know November was was in Indiana with with Adam. So, mm-hmm. bro, I would love to get back to the farm, man. I, I would absolutely. You let me know when, and and I'm there. Well, bow season opens in September, um, so you know we could definitely hunt then. But we've also got. Uh, you know, like small game, like squirrel, rabbit, whatnot. And we could also fish, you know, the summertime is perfect. You know, we can get on the water and fish. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, especially with all these conferences being closed down, like I don't know when everything's going to open up, but I'm not prepping for a show anymore. Uh, so I'm a lot more flexible. Like if I miss a workout, I can make up for it now. I don't have to be as, as regimented. Um, so let's 100% make that happen, man. Like that, that needs to be happening. I, I don't think I'm going to get any virus mute. So I'll, I'll risk my social distancing <laughs> for for a weekend for you to come out here and have some good bonding time at the farm. I honestly don't think I honestly don't think uh, if both of us don't already have the virus and don't already have antibodies, which that alone is suspect. Maybe we do, but I don't think that you and I being close together in a boat in the middle of uh, northwestern Arkansas is going to is going to be a risk. <laughs> no, I think we're probably safe. I think we'll I think we'll come out much better for it than had we not done it in the first place. Of course, man. Of course. This is totally switching gears on you here, but you mentioned that you've been eating a lot more like vegetation and fiber and whatnot. Have you noticed any positive effect, adverse effect? I meant to ask you that when we we're actually talking about nutrition, we went off on a deeper mindset tangent, but <laughs> I'm curious still. Yeah, you know, like uh the first thing that I that I have appreciated is like that um that sense of like variety that you get i know that's all in our minds but you know just having just the feeling that i have more options than just meat Mm -hmm. that's the one part um i do tend to i feel like my based on my hrv numbers and my deep sleep my deep sleep has been averaging like probably like 30 minutes more a night whereas usually it's like an hour and now it's you know, an hour and a half and then sometimes close to two hours on a good night. Like that's huge for me. I know you got really good deep sleep numbers, but my deep sleep, you know, if I'm not taking care of myself, my deep sleep's like 30 to 45 minutes for me personally. And if I'm doing well, I'm at an an hour and a half. And I just feel like maybe it's like a, a cortisol thing, but like if I'm strict carnivore, me personally, if I'm strict carnivore for more than like a month, I start to feel cracked out a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm waking up at like three and and like I'm up and I'm awake and but I'm really like I probably should be asleep right now, but I'm 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 alert and um you know I can say that, oh, you know, I'm just I'm well rested, but you know, that that's I don't know, man. I I feel like, you know, something's happening uh when I when I eat you know, I bring these plants back in. I just feel good. And, and then, uh, you've never met my friend, Kurt, but Kurt is, you know, he's a a special forces guy. He's, he's got systems for everything and he's really, really smart. And put it to you this way, Kurt's getting his PhD for fun right now. Um, and he's basically auditing classes and and creating the curriculum that he wants with the approval of his advisor, because he's not doing it for a specific goal. He's like, look, this is what I want to study. And this is what I want to do. Um, can you allow me to do that? Danny? Yeah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> what was can it? You hear me? Yeah, you said that they've been very flexible with him. And then what? 
Oh, yeah. So I was said, did you ever have you ever read Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb? I have not. No, I, I've had that on my book list forever. It's one of those like he's a it, it's about stoicism, but okay. um, I haven't read it yet. Send it to you after we get off. Um, it's like a 20 something minute interview with Dr. Dan Stickler, who's 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 awesome. He's a. Uh, I think uh, Piron is like their company. They do like epigenetic stuff, genetics, like just optimization. And um, it's this idea of like um, robustness versus resilience. So like most of the time people are going to fit, like they're going to focus on being as robust as possible, like doing all the right things to, to optimize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea of resilience comes with constantly introducing little stressors that just make you more resilient. Like, you know how Rhonda Patrick, like that's her jam. Like she's always talking about, you know, adding, you know, hormetic stressors to, to, to make ourselves more resilient. And there's really good research on it. And then, you know, Kurt talks about it as, as a, you know, he was special forces and like, one one of the times you'll be dropped in an aquatic environment. Sometimes you'll be dropped in a desert. Sometimes you'll be dropped, uh, you know, somewhere cold. And sometimes you're not going to be able to eat well. And what do you what does your body do? And how does it respond when you don't eat well because you're in an austere environment and all you have is MREs? Like he gave an example of like a week that he did a Spartan race, and you know the whole week his sleep was bad. You know he he stressed his body out with that with that. Um, with that uh, event. And then he noticed like an uptick on several of the markers that he usually tracks like HRV and a few other things like in the months afterwards. So like I am totally cool with keeping these, these um, other things in my diet and, and everything has a strategic purpose. So like if I were to do a carb up, it would be for that reason. But um I don't plan on doing any carb ups because, you know, I'm, I'm going to have plants in my diet. And when I do my refeeds, they're going to only be fat. But I, I like the idea. And in theory, I, I see how just introducing like variants into the diet, like just from food choices um, is going to allow me to be more resilient. I just I just feel like that's going to help, you know, um, and, and maybe the maybe maybe the fiber helps a little bit like i know that when i did ali's detox um the 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 liver detox because you know i got those hemorrhoids at the end of the year and yeah you know i started reading about it and then it said that maybe you know if your liver stress you you know that can cause hemorrhoids and i did that detox and you know thinking about the fact that like okay i don't have any fiber in my system but my my bowel movements are good and i'm only eating meat so why would i why would I um, do better with adding fiber? And then I was kind of blown away that the fourth day into like that 10 day detox, it was like a bunch of stuff came out, you know, like I was, I was in the bathroom a lot that fourth day. It seemed like, you know, things were just, and I lost like six pounds and I wasn't even in, you know, trying to lose weight. And so like, I do think that the fiber is helping me. I don't think that I need it. You know, I think that I can I can go back and forth between carnivore, but this is just kind of like uh, just learning a little bit more and seeing. And then over time, like I can look back at all the things I've done and this being one of them being like, you know what? 
maybe I can do meat and bricks as a baseline, which is, has been my, my happy baseline for a long time. Or maybe I can do just like, you know, like a, like a keto approach that's real food, no, no packaged crap, nothing. And, uh, and that works too. Like, I just like having those different options and then I can go back and forth whether I feel, uh, feel good or, you know, or, or I want to add some more fat, you know, or I want to, you know, add some more, you know, um, vegetables, but it's been, it's been good. And, you know, I, I had a, a salad yesterday, like a five ounce salad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had like with fish and peely nuts and, um, I put some primal kitchen ranch and some, uh, uh, Kerrygold Dubliner chopped up into it. It felt like I was back in 2016 when I started keto, you know? So, um, I, I just like that, you know, I just like that, that variability. I feel good. I don't feel bad at all. That's good. That's good. I feel like, um, I don't really eat a whole lot of vegetation now, but whenever I do get a craving for a big salad, like I eat it and I don't feel bad for it, you know? Um, there's like so many weird sub niches within the keto space now that it's like people guilt trip you if you eat a salad. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, I think I'll probably eat a lot more vegetables when I start, you know, having land and growing my own gardens and stuff like that. I feel like that would be a pretty cool chapter, uh, you know, producing my own food uh, from like a vegetation standpoint. Um, but that's a little ways off still. You'll, you'll get there then even more when you know, obviously when you have kids and, and you'll, you'll just love it so much more. Like I know that it's so rewarding for, for me to cook food with the kids and, and then eat it together. Like there's just a whole different aspect to it. And you're right. Like who would have thought if we would have gone back to like 2016, 2017, when you and I met and we were talking about keto versus high carbs and now we're talking about keto versus carnivore and nose to tail and like and like just it's all freaking awesome it's all like let's not fight with with each other based on this when we we need to just get people to to put down the doritos and the cokes Mm -hmm. and you know if they're having apples and and you know meat you know that that, that's okay like obviously if they have specific metabolic stuff like it's going to take you longer to get where you need to go if you keep eating carbs you know if you're still if you're doing paleo it's going to take you longer if you're doing like a 50 gram a day keto versus a 20 gram a day keto and and if you're doing carnivore and you have you know like digestive issues that's probably a lot of the time going to get you there the quickest um but don't get mad at someone just because they you know they want to do the other way like that's why part of the reason why i do these things is like just think guys like I thought you were doing this. Yes, I was doing that, but now I'm doing this. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a little bit of an agenda that I have because I'm just like, just get people to think. And because it's not always going to be like, here's the plan, do this. No, it takes some synthesis and it takes you learning your body and, and trying new things. Like don't, don't be jumping programs all the time. Like we've both had clients that, that love to do that. And yeah, um, that's, that's the fastest way to make no progress. Yeah, that's like you know. Okay, you you did you did you did all these things this year, and uh, it's 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 June first. How do you compare to last June first? Yeah, <laughs> not much not much progress is made if you don't stick with anything long enough to establish a steady baseline. Yeah, have you have you had the new brick yet? You mentioned meat and bricks. Oh my gosh! Okay, I actually just spoke about this with uh, with Amber, the girl that I told you um, 
that she's going on the trip. So we, I don't know how we got on keto brick, but she asked me about this. So I'm going to tell you what I tell, what I told her. Um, I, I, I was like excited about the fact that you got a whey protein brick. Um, people will probably notice that the texture is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit crumblier, um, than, than the, for example, the almond and the peanut butter, like the toasted almond coconut and the peanut butter. I mean, you, you, you take a knife into those and it's like, it's so soft and creamy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Those two, my goodness, bro. Those, those two are just like the best. I'm actually looking at the chocolate malt right now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and I will say that, um, it's it, the consistency is different. Um, but if you like, like that malt flavor and that mocha flavor, you're going to love it. Like I, we really loved it. The boys loved it. We loved it. We had friends over this weekend. We had them try it. They loved it. So, um, I can't wait to see, uh, what other people think. I think it's awesome. If I had to, if I had to rate it, I would still put peanut butter. Number one, um, toasted almond coconut number two, but I'll probably order, I'll keep ordering toasted almond coconut more than peanut butter because the peanut butter is so delicious, man, that I'm just like, there's no way I can eat half of one. Like (laughs) forget about like a quarter or half. Like I got to eat a whole one. Um, and then I would put this right around third place with all, a lot of the other ones. I can't even say, you know, the one that I, that I was surprised that I didn't like it more. And I know you said this was your favorite flavor for a while. The, um, the, uh, coconut. Yeah. Yeah. That one, it was, it was a little, I don't know. It it didn't have, it had that strong cacao butter flavor and the strong coconut flavor Uh and not having something else in there. If you don't love that combination, it's going to be stronger to you. And that's, that was my only problem with coconut. But if you put a coconut in front of me, I'm still going to eat it. (laughs) Yeah. But um there's there's honestly no keto brick this is 100 percent no bs there's no keto brick that i won't eat <laughs> it's just a, a a factor of like how much i'm gonna love it versus like the other ones it's weird man like we have a pretty distinct flavor profile now and there's like there's there's no way to make everybody happy when it comes to flavors like if, if i've learned one thing in the food business that's it like i can i can make something that you know 50% of the people will absolutely love. And then there's not going to be another 50% that, that don't like it at all. And then I do something the exact opposite. And the other 50% love it. And the other ones don't. There's like no no meat in the middle common ground here. But like the, the new chocolate malt, Crystal likes that. That's her new favorite. She likes that more than the peanut butter. Um, but Yeah, I saw her. Post. She's been eating it every day, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been eating it every day. I've been eating... Of I ate a lot of bricks. I ate I ate a brick or three every single day, no questions asked. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I I was eating them every day. Like I got a month worth, and I definitely, um, I I went through a month between what I was eating and the rest of the family in probably like two and a half weeks. <laughs> uh, and now, unfortunately, I'm basically having them once or twice a week. I could I could have them on Saturdays mm-hmm. if I wanted to. But Sundays are the easiest day because my fat's higher. Yeah, like um, fat refeed. Yeah. So so right around one or two days a week now. I like the idea of doing the fat refeed, man. That that's that's so huge. Like I, I always benefit from a fat refeed. That's I would rather do that more so than like people arguing for carb ups. 
Like you just do a fat roof and you don't need a damn car up. I totally agree, man. I, I, you know, with Ben, um, uh, Jamie's husband, we did, we did a few carb ups and then, um, I said, you know what, let's just, let's just try a fat refeed this week and let's just see how that goes. And it, it went awesome. And then that's all we did the rest of the time. We just did fat refeeds with him and he ended up losing like 30 something pounds. Um, I'm just really proud of the work he put in, man. He was just that guy that just like, you know, you tell him something and he does it and there's no complaining, no nothing. Just he, he just crushed it, man. He did awesome. Yeah, that, that makes it so much better when they just, you know, follow the plan. Ben's freaking awesome. You know, I got a lot of respect for him, what he's what he's done, what he's accomplished. I'm super proud of Trevor, too. Have you seen Trevor's Bro, freaking progress he's pictures, a different man? person, man. Like, I've never seen him this lean. He looks like a freaking model. I know, I know. I mean, he's and he has followed my macros to the freaking T. Like, he eats a brick every day. He does, like, the, the same foods that I did during my prep. And, like, he, it's just, he's just freaking monster. I'm super proud of him. Yeah, I'm, I am too, man. I'm, I'm just like, we've we've kept in touch and I've told him, man, he he's looks amazing, amazing. I, I freaking love it. No carb ups necessary either. It's all been fat and protein, man. And he looks, his freaking, he's, for him to be so lean and his, his he's, he's kept his arms big, mm-hmm. you know, like in his waist is tiny and then his face is ripped. Like, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, my face is no longer ripped. That's one thing that's happened since this reverse diet's kind of been in the way. I get my fat cheeks back for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love him. Um, well, shoot, man, I don't know how much time you got, but I don't want to keep rambling your ear off here. Uh, well, I, I, I do have to go to that, that, uh, that chiropractor appointment. Um, so we'll probably have to wrap it up, man, but it's just, it's always so good. I love when we do this, when we catch up on the air, it's, it's yeah. always good. It is good. Cause I've been thinking about you. I've been missing you. It's like, shoot, let's just make a podcast of it. Yeah. Me too, man. Me too. You're always in my thoughts, bro. Um, you know, whether we, whether we, it's just, you know, I remember we used to do like weekly calls, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just no longer, it's not realistic anymore. Yeah. Know? Well, and there's no problem with that either. Like I, I hung out with a friend of mine the other day that I hadn't seen in ages. Um, it's like we, we'd kind of grown apart for a little while there cause we were just going through different life paths and you just reach this level of maturity in life when you're, you're doing your thing and the people that truly respect you and appreciate you, they accept that you're doing your thing and you give each other that space and you don't hold it over them. But then when you read, do connect, it's like you don't skip a beat. And that's kind of what we got going on. And that's, you know, I appreciate that. I really do too, man. That's the best way. You just pick up where you left off. You know, if, if I, I, I do make it a point, like if I, if I think about you, I'm always going to text you, you know, like I, I, I have to be mindful of that. Like if you pop into my mind, you know, I'll just, I'll just reach out and show you some love. Or, you know, like, like not that long ago when, when, um, you popped into my head when I was praying in the morning, I I texted you that day. I just told you I was praying for you, but like, yeah, that's all it is, man. I mean, shoot. Nowadays it's so freaking hard. We got so much going on and we're, we're doers. So, and then, you know, you add, you know, I'm a dad, you know, I got my boys, all of that stuff. So it's never, you know, we don't go that long without talking, but if we do, we just pick up where we left off every single time. 100%, 100%, man. Well, let's definitely find a time on the calendar where we can get you down here. We'll take you sailing, then we'll go down to the farm, we'll go fishing, we'll go hunting, and we'll make a trip of it. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I'll be I'll be texting you soon about that. Sounds good to me, man. Well, I'm sure everybody knows where to find you, but just for the sake of 
putting it out there. Where do people find you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. DannyVega.ms on Instagram and uh, FatFueled.Family is the website that has the podcast and everything. Awesome. Listen, man, always a pleasure. Nothing but love, brother. We will talk soon. Likewise, bro. See you, Danny. All right, brother.